My name is Rachel Peru and I'm a 50-year-old grey-haired curve model and I'm going to be your host for the Out of the Bubble podcast. I started a new career age 46 modelling and on social media I found so many women, inspiring and amazing women over 40 who were really embracing their midlife and helping to break down the stereotypical barriers. I really wanted to share these stories with you, so let's celebrate and firmly place a spotlight on women over 40. My weekly reminder that you are not invisible and it's never too late to try something new. Welcome back to another episode of Out of the Bubble podcast. My name's Rachel Peru. And this will be the last podcast of the year of 2021. So today I thought I'd do something slightly different. I'm going to be taking a look back and reviewing some of those favourite guests, those favourite moments that have really stuck with me throughout the year. Let's face it, this year's been a tough one. And so I am hugely grateful to all the women that have come onto the podcast and shared their stories with such open, honest generosity that have really inspired and helped lift me through this tough time. So huge thank you to the 26 women Women that I've interviewed this year. I started the year, my first episode for 2021, talking to somebody that's fondly called the Queen of Podcasting, Anna Parker Naples. Anna is a global best-selling author of Podcasting with Impact and Get Visible, both of the books which I have read twice now and can highly recommend. She's also host of a number one international podcast called Entrepreneurs Get Visible and she's developed a real passion for helping entrepreneurs and coaches be seen and heard and she's found her purpose through helping ambitious driven entrepreneurs who feel they've got an important message to share to work out how to be heard and get visible and it's something that I can really relate to because I've become more confident now at sharing my story but at the beginning it was really difficult to know where to start and how to get my message across to people so so having people like Anna Parker Naples to go to as a mentor and to listen to and to learn from has been a huge help for me. And you know, as most women I interview, her route to success was not always easy. So Anna shared her journey of how she became told she wouldn't walk again after pregnancy complications. Um, you know, her attitude to life shifted dramatically and it could have really pivoted downhill, but she actually managed to turn things around. And, you know, once she had learned through NLP and training to turn her, her mental kind of blocks around, then there was no stopping her. You know, so to to listen to Anna talk about how she got started and her determination really has stuck with me throughout the year. I think it's just get on and do it. What are you waiting for? One of the things that comes up again and again with people I work with or people who say, oh, I want to make this different, but I can't do a Facebook Live. I'm worried I'll be judged. Well, honestly, when you think about the people you want to help, what's going to help them more? You worrying that your sister-in-law is going to think you look like a bit of a wally and judge you and talk about you to the rest of the family or you actually getting out there and doing it. It's very often the people around us that we're most scared of being judged by. Yeah, that's so true. So I think just I, do it. I read um, Playing Big, Tara Moore's Playing Big book, and she talks about how, you know, don't wait for everything to be perfect before you start doing something. Just get on with it and start it because it's never yeah. going to be perfect. And I think that's... Uh, really- I completely and utterly agree with that. So when I think back to four years ago where I was thinking, I need to have, I want to help people. I, what's this going to be? I'm, I'm sure I'm supposed to be writing and speaking. How? How? And how do you make money doing that? If I hadn't trusted that impulse, if I hadn't followed, I can remember writing, jotting notes down and it was just like brain dumping this inspiration I remember driving in the car getting out the other end and ringing my dad and then my husband as well to say I've got I'm just going to do this is this is what I'm doing 
And literally by the time my husband came home from work that evening, I'd bought the domain names, I'd registered with Company House. And if I hadn't done that, if I'd waited until everything was perfect, if I'd waited to learn how to launch, to learn how to grow an audience, it would have taken me years. I would never have been perfect. But because I just went, this is happening, I'm going to trust this impulse and I'm going to let myself get it a bit wrong. I think that's what something I'm very good at now. I let yeah. myself get it a bit wrong so that I can learn from it. And actually, that's one of the things I now teach other coaches and entrepreneurs to do. Just get out, do it, and then you can refine it. But if you don't get started, how can you improve? Does that resonate with you? That need to be perfect before we make that step? Perhaps you've had an idea in your head that you've been really wanting to do for a while, but something's stopping you. And it's because the voice in your head is saying, no, I'm not ready for it yet. Everything has to be in place. Everything has to be perfect. And it really just, you can just let it go. You can just take that step, just take that one small step to making, you know, a forward plan and everything else will fall into place. And and like Anna said, yes, there will be mistakes along the way and I think we've not to be scared about making those mistakes they're not failures they're only failures aren't they if we don't learn from them and we, we make the, the mistakes again and again and again but you know we can grow through that and that's something that I've really taken on board this year because as we're kind of growing and my own journey into modeling and another work that I'm doing you know I'm not always sure exactly what direction I'm going in but I'm trusting the process and I'm just going with it now if I'd have waited until I knew exactly how to set up the podcast if I'd have waited to know and have modeling lessons and classes you know I would never have got started because I would have been too scared when I first went on to a set modeling I can't tell you how scared I was I had no idea what I was doing and I have grown so much in the last five years through to just experiencing it and doing it um so it's nothing to be scared of just taking that first step you've just got to do it so I really loved talking to Anna and also she's so right you know what does it matter what other people think of you I was probably more scared of people closer to me especially modeling swimwear and lingerie what other people would think what judgments they would make and actually I really have learned to let that go because I love doing what I'm doing I'm comfortable in my own body in my own skin I have my reasons why and you know it doesn't matter if nobody else agrees with that or can see it it's it's about what I'm doing for myself so I think you've really got to trust the process so I really loved talking to Anna and talking about our whys, you know, I'm sure I am not the only one who's done a lot more soul searching and reflecting during this really difficult year. You know, and I've constantly come back to my why, especially when a little bit of self-doubt or wobbles come in. So it was so great to catch up with Amy Rowlandson, who is a leader in purpose and fulfillment. She has a, you know, a fascination for understanding why people do what they do in life. She's on a mission to help entrepreneurs become value-based, purpose-driven and people-centered. She purpose coaches mentoring she's got her podcast and you know she really helps people focus on their why how important has mentors and other people in your life your circle around you how important have they played in you because I think sometimes as we're as we're growing um we almost don't like to admit that we're getting outside help from other people because it's always that societal thing of you know not 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 asking for help or not admitting that we're having help along the way but how important has networking and mentors um and connecting with people that have been able to support you been in your journey really really important and actually the Great, one of my greatest learnings in life is to be able to admit to ask for help. Mm. And the moment that I, uh, that I was able to do that was the, the day that I, I then started to really fly. 
to be fair, mm -hmm. instead of trying to do things all on my own, trying to, to learn how to do things on my own and thinking that if I didn't sort of say, oh, I don't know how to do that, that people would judge me. Now I, I'm completely the opposite. I'm the first to put my hand up and say, sorry, can you just explain that again, please? Because I have no idea what you're, you're talking about. And it, because, yeah. you know, we don't, it's the whole, um, sort of Shakespeare says it best, you know, the fool does, um, does think he's wise, but the wise man knows himself to be a fool. And that, that is perfect for me to explain that I know that I don't know everything and I'm very comfortable in that space. And that is obviously in my whole quest for the focus on why and to understand more about meaning in life, that is a lifelong journey for me. And I know I'm a lifelong learner. And as a midlife beginner, I, I can only sort of advocate enough the, the power of mentoring, coaching and peer help. I'm in several masterminds and they're in, with people from very different spaces and backgrounds and different thinking. A lot of people think, oh, it's really good to be surrounded by like minded individuals. Actually, it's really good to be surrounded by people who don't think like you, who have that diverse way of thinking. And one of the things I, I, one of the exercises I've done is have my wealth dynamics, uh, understand what they are. So I'm a star and I have two sorts of either side subsidiaries, which are creator and supporter. And I know that in my whole sort of dynamic, my sort of working triangle to look for other people that will help me with being my element, my star element. And one of that is to have a Lord and one is to have a deal maker. So my sort of immediate network, those two people feature very high in my life and they really help me to, to function in, in areas of business, but also in, in sort of connecting with other people. And that for me has been invaluable. But yes, at every stage I have had a coach, I've had a mentor and they have changed as I've grown. I've gone up a level and I've asked other people to help me as, I, as I've improved. So, yeah, I, I think it's, it's just totally invaluable to ask for help. And It's really interesting talking to Amy because I, you know, I used to never be a fan of networking and asking for help. I really, something I really struggled with. And actually, you know, Amy's so right. It's okay knowing our why, but we don't, just because we know our why doesn't mean to say we know necessarily how we're going to get there and how we're going to get our why across. So asking for help and seeking out mentors and coaches that can give us that advice and, and guidance is so important as part of our journey. And it's something that I've, I've really embraced and, I, and have come across so many different people this year that have really kind of come into my life and helped me get to where I want to be and to see clearly what I need to do to get there. So I think it's a really interesting conversation to have about networking who your mentors are who are the people around you who are your tribe that are going to help lift build you up and kind of keep you in in your own lane and learn how you know what direction you're going to go in so I really can see how you know the value of having mentors and coaches like Amy says once you know your why what next it's a really interesting question, isn't it? So what's your why? You know, it's such a great question. And once you nail that, everything else will start to fall into place. So perhaps, you know, over these next coming months, as we start afresh in a new year, I'm not a fan of New Year's resolutions at all. I just think we're setting ourselves up to fail. But perhaps it is a really good time to reflect and to start making plans for the following year, you know, with a clean slate. And I like that idea. So perhaps starting with what's your why is a really good place to start 2022. What I really love about doing the podcast is my kind of 
the opportunity to talk and meet so many different women and you know everyone has got their unique story to tell sometimes you come across someone whose passion for life and positive energy just comes through the you know the recording and it's just it it hits you and Michelle Griffith uh, Robinson is definitely one of those infectious women you know she is so passionate and uplifting and positive and if you don't if you haven't listened to her interview then you definitely need to go and have that boost of confidence from her because she I just think she's amazing she was an Olympian a life coach a trainer she's also ambassador for Diabetes UK you know if you don't know Michelle represented Great Britain for two decades as a triple jumper competing at the highest level including the 1996 Olympic Games in Atlanta and you know her attitude to life and getting her her desire to try and inspire and encourage other women to become more active to find that activity that brings you joy, that is also good for you in life, that we know is better for our mental well-being, particularly as we're going through changes in midlife, through the menopause, as our family dynamics change. Finding that activity, whatever it is, that can give you joy and help you switch off from your everyday life is just such an important part of what Michelle does and you know her generosity and kindness to want to help others just oozes out of it's about experimenting and trying something new and, and it's about exploring you know and I think this this, this year is if, if any other year it's been a year for us to start exploring what do we want out of life mm-hmm. yeah so what changes can we make to our to our lifestyle to our health to our well-being you know could we start you know started open swimming a Pilates class, a yoga class. You know, I don't think people are necessarily, oh, you have to go to gym, have to go to gym. But what's going to start stimulating you? And I think it's about exploring different options. Mm -hmm. You know, I know there's so many people out there that started trekking, you know, cycling, which I mentioned earlier on, women's football teams, women's rugby teams. It's about finding that tribe, that community. I know a, a very good friend of mine, she goes to a walking group. Every Sunday morning, without fail, no matter, unless it's weather warnings, Mm-hmm. They are out. They've been doing it for two and a half years. 30 black women that have made this conscious decision to start kicking each other up the asses and getting out. I'll be completely honest. I don't think I have found my thing yet that, that I find that really absolutely fills me with joy with, you know, the thought of doing an activity. I jog badly. It does make me feel better afterwards. There's no doubt about that. But it does feel like a really hard slog to get myself out of the door. So I don't think that's the thing that really lights my fire. I love roller skating. I started roller skating back in 2020. If things had been different this year, I probably would have gone to more classes and really have been putting it off. And I don't know why quite. But it is definitely on my list for 2022 to get into because I love the freedom of roller skating. It's something I used to do when I was younger and I roller skated everywhere. But it's something that I haven't thought about doing in in midlife. And, And once I'd had a lesson last year, I just loved it. And I came to life the music and I also like dancing as well so you know I'm really kind of have things these things I'd like to try but haven't done yet and you know listening to Michelle really just reminded me that we've just got to get out there keep trying new activities and hopefully that's what Out of the Bubble really is going to help inspire with and something that I want to grow even more so that we can share our experiences of new activities trying things not being scared to fail at them and be a beginner again because it's all part of the learning process and this should be all about the fun so watch this space let's see if I get my roller skates out in 2022. 
Following on with the sporty active theme, I've interviewed so many women this year that have found joy through new sports. So it does work, um, including Nicola McFun, who I recently interviewed. And she's just qualified for the GB triathlon team. And she, she just blows me away. So, you know, like I said, I'm still searching for that one thing. And I'd love to know what you're working towards, what you'd like to try. Have you started something this year? You know, I'd love to hear more from you. Through the podcast, you can email me at rachel at rachelperu.co.uk. Let me know what you've tried. Let me know what activities I should try. It would be fun to start this rolling. I love the conversation I had with Margaret Shenkin. That was all about finding your passion. And her TED Talk, I can definitely recommend, What If I Don't Know What My Passion Is. Margaret shares how she left the world of law behind and finally followed her heart into the world of fitness. She now helps women, particularly over 40, in exercise and in helping women to become happier for it. She left that that corporate world behind and really kind of has followed her her heart and her her passion. It's so interesting when she had those self-doubts, when she shares the self-doubts of her journey because she wasn't 100% sure what she was going to do. And, you know, she's stuck in law for much longer than she really should have done because she had those self-doubts and expectations of what society thought about somebody doing that so I really enjoyed the conversation with Margaret I can definitely recommend her I would say stop waiting for motivation to show up it's all about just building the habit so just decide you're going to take the first step today and if you're watching this interview I mean today as in right now put on a song and just actually go and dance in your kitchen or in your lounge or wherever and you'll experience how good it feels to move your body so the second piece of advice is find the thing that you love to do there's no right or wrong and again many people many of my clients have said I just wish I loved running like running's a cure-all I hate running (laughs) I despise running and even I myself have thought oh I wish I loved running but why do we think that the only reason we think that is because we see people out running and they always look they usually look pretty fit and we'll see them the same people over and over again. So you see that evidence that it works for some people. But it's just that the other things that people are doing in their homes, you're not seeing them doing it and you're not seeing the evidence that it works. And actually anything works, you just have to move your body. It might be dancing, it might be doing a bit of salsa or it might be doing some ballet moves. It might be that you go out for you know, a vigorous walk with your friends a few times a week or even just once a week it could be cycling it could be walking the dog you know netball I loved netball at school and I'd quite like to get back into that as well so that's my advice basically stop thinking that motivation is just going to show up and find something that you love and don't stop until you really do find something that you enjoy I just love Margaret's attitude to the world of fitness and it makes such a refreshing change to hear her talk about how we need to bring joy back into exercise. So if that means setting up a disco in your kitchen and you need to get some of those 80s music songs going out, then just do it and do it as often as you can because as Margaret says, you know, she's using exercise as a happiness and confidence pill, which I love the idea of. For me personally, I used to see exercise as almost a, it was a form of punishment really, so that if I'd gone out for a meal, perhaps I might go and think I've got to go to the gym to work off the, the calories that I'd had the night before. Or if I knew I was going out for a meal, then I needed to go out for a run so to, to kind of compensate for that. And I got into this real cycle of using exercise as a form of punishment to my body, which is so damaging. And, you know, it's taken years and years and years to break that cycle. And I'm sure there are lots of women 
women out there that can completely relate to that. I think in the 70s, 80s, 90s, we were brought up in that culture. Thankfully, we are being better educated. The young generation are seeing that exercise is meant to be for joy and about movement and activity, not a form of kind of restricting your body and controlling things. Talking to Margaret, who is somebody that left the corporate world, you know, in her 40s to start this new venture, that's one of the reasons why I really wanted to start the podcast in the first place, to share women, because I started coming across so many women that had started new careers and discovered a new sense of purpose later in life. And I've had the pleasure of interviewing my next uh, podcast interview guest twice now and I still get excited and inspired by her story. Trisha Cusden, she is the founder of Look Fabulous Forever, which is an award-winning makeup and skincare brand and it's formulated for older skin. So it's proudly pro-age and she founded the business at 65 which is amazing in itself because it's become a huge success and something that she could not have prepared herself for. She founded the business because she was disillusioned with buying makeup that no longer worked on her older skin. And I'm sure I'm not the only one that in the past has experienced really nightmare experiences of going into a department store and not knowing where to look because you're completely bombarded by so many different makeup counters and young girls trying to do, you know, different looks that you've never even thought about. And so I love the fact that she, out of her own need, created something that has really taken off you know she's now got a whole youtube channel which has got over 7 million views on it she wrote a book she is just the epitome of showing that it is not too late to follow your dreams so if you're sat on an idea and you really want to kind of give it a go then listen to trisha's interview because she just shows you that anything is possible if you follow follow your gut instincts and really just take that first step. It's about being brave and taking that first step. Different pinch me moment, a very surreal moment. We were in LA, so that's two daughters who now work with me, and we went to the Oscars. Which is just amazing, isn't it? How could you ever have foreseen this in your business, you know, in a short yeah. space of time to get to the Oscars? Yeah, so the Oscars was happened because we were approached to see if we would like to put product into the goodie bags that's given to the, to the stars. So everybody's nominated for an Oscar gets a goodie bag and companies sort of vie with each other to get their product in there because there's mm. a lot of kudos, you know, attached to it. And, um, and lo and behold, we got ours accepted and we flew over to uh, to LA and uh, on the day of the, the Oscars, we had to get ready for about, about 12 o'clock in the morning um, because, the, you know, the Oscars sort of start during the afternoon and we were all dressed up in long dresses and that kind of thing, picked up by a taxi driver. <laughs> it was quite... An Uber driver who's quite bemused, I think, when we came out of the house, all three of us, you know, we all had our hair done and makeup and we all dressed up. And then we ended up, um, we, we, we went, we got press passes. That's how we were, we were allowed in to the Elton John after parties we saw all people arriving and then we went in and I was actually standing right next to Elton John while he was being interviewed about his AIDS foundation and which is how they raised money for it so that was all just crazy and 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 wonderful and uh, and completely well unbelievable and we did spend that whole we were there for a week and I did various interviews and and we did spend that whole week saying oh my goodness who would have guessed you know so it's it's been an interesting journey I have to say on a positive note that I have recently had a couple of makeovers um, at some beauty counters in department stores and I've always been a bit scared of doing that and actually I booked two because I was working on a shoot and I couldn't find a makeup artist. So I went and had a makeover and I was so impressed. They did an amazing job. They really nailed exactly what I'm looking for. I didn't look like I'd come out of some kind of 1980s disco. I'm a 50-year-old woman and they made my makeup look like it was right for me. So I'm 
if you have got some concerns and doubts, then I definitely would take in, take that kind of experience and try and see if it works for you because there are so many great makeup artists out there now that have got the experience of older makeup and, and, and what's right for us. And us, you know, we are different to what my 18-year-old will, will ask for at Mac counter. But there are people out there that have got that knowledge. And if you're wanting a new look in the new year, then I would definitely recommend going and, and giving it a, a chance. I actually went to John Lewis recently and they've got a fabulous um, beauty counter that uses all the different brands so you're not stuck with one particular make they use all the different ones that would just be right for you and I loved it so I will definitely go back again so if you're having you know something special and you want a new look and you're unsure then I would give going into department stores and makeover counters makeup counters a go Anyway, I slightly digress because, you know, I am so grateful to all the women that I've had on the, you know, interviewed. 26 guests on the podcast this year, plus the 22 women that I interviewed live on Instagram for my Midlife Inspirathon back in March, which, you know, I'm so grateful it raised £1,500 for two women's charities, the SmartWorks Leeds branch and the Motherwell Cheshire women's charity. But I do know how scary it can be to share your story. I firmly believe there's a real strength in women sharing their experience because somebody else might be able to relate to your story and gain some strength and inspiration. So talking with Joe Swan at Chocolate PR really resonated with me. Joe is the founder of Chocolate PR, which is an award-winning PR agency that I have actually worked with this year. Up until um, the beginning of the year, I had always kind of done lots of work on social media and followed journal requests on Twitter, but I'd never really had any PR company show me the ropes and, and, and guide me in the right direction of what I needed to be doing to get my story out there. And after all, what is the point in doing all this work and wanting to be the kind of best that I can be if I don't share it with as many people as possible? So working with Joe at Chocolate PR was really interesting experience and I gained so much and she did give me you know I got some some fantastic press coverage this year which really has helped boost what I'm doing and what I'm about and getting my message out there and also it's increased podcast listeners which is fantastic because there is no point me sitting in this room doing all this work if no one's listening so I'm hugely grateful for that but facing imposter syndrome is something that Joe really works with her clients to create confidence in a message and to, to make sure the story is ready to, to be heard and you are comfortable with that. So I love the fact that we have this shared passion and belief that we all have a story to tell. Oh my God, that's what I love so much. So the thing that I love the most is the personal um, impact that you can make when you share your story. So quite often we have clients who really, really are really, really nervous about getting their story out there. If it's been something that's a bit vulnerable or you know, it's been maybe attached to something a bit traumatic. You know, there's, there's lots of reasons why people share their story. And quite often it's because they've overcome something that's really difficult and they want to now empower others because they've come out the other side. Yes. That's quite a deep, it's going to be quite a deep story to share. And so many times, you know, they've gone through a real journey to get ready and prepared to share that story. And then once it's out there, we've had clients actually sit on it for like a week before they even dare share the link that's um, then it's been published because it feels really real then. But once they do, they have it, they have messages from from people all over the world. We've had so many clients that have said, "Oh my god, I got a, I've got a personal message from someone you know in Australia, or I've, I've got a message from a lady who was in employment and she felt exactly like I did, and I, she just told me that she's just quit her job." Like you know, you get you get the yeah. essence of the fact that you have made an impact by really relating to other people in those situations. So. 
that personal like impact is really is really lovely to get back as well as working on my PR this year I've also been working on some kind of personal barriers that I've really needed to try and break down one of which was my own kind of money money story I guess that the things that were really blocking me about about money and the kind of barriers that I've been putting about myself to really that's been holding me back if I'm honest from making some big kind of career steps forward in my you know in the future so coming across Lisa Johnson and my interview with her was a real catalyst for shifting the way I think about money and looking into some of the barriers don't mind sharing some of my barriers but some of my barriers were the fact that you know I grew up with a family that didn't have a lot of money that really didn't strive or or have a desire to have a lot of money and when you grew when you grow up in 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 that environment you are taught from a very early age that you shouldn't expect to have a lot of money and that you shouldn't want to have that that in your life and and actually that it's a negative thing and money can almost be seen as a negative negative kind of tool if you like to to life and that's not the case at all I don't think we should be embarrassed about saying that actually we want to be rewarded for the work that we're putting into our life there is nothing wrong with saying that we want to have a rich and fulfilled life money whether we like it or not gives us those life experiences that that we can't have without it and you know I am quite happy to say that I am you know ready now to to earn some more money for myself and be more financially independent and I think it's a really important conversation that particularly as women we're, we're often quite scared to talk about it's not a topic of conversation over over coffee with friends talking to lisa johnson was really interesting and definitely helped shift the way i think for those that don't know about lisa she's a highly successful business strategist working with entrepreneurs behind her story there's there's always a route that's not been as easy as people often assume so her sharing her story of how she was bullied when she was younger and, and really has had to kind of work hard to get to where she is. As she said herself, she's always known she wanted more. I wanted to be more, experience more, earn more. And I just love how she owns her success now. And um, made two million dollars on which is just amazing and what I love about you you are so honest about your money and you don't often hear particularly women talking about the success story with money and I think it's really important that we do have these role models to look up to today this is what Lisa's done and this is how she's done it why don't we talk about money we're so uncomfortable with it and that's why I talk about it more and yeah I get a backlash for doing it of course because we've been told that money is vulgar we should never discuss money but actually if we as women don't start discussing money and getting rid of the taboo, then of course we're always going to be unequal. You don't see men worrying about money and and saying, you know, I've bought this Porsche, but I better hide it. Better pretend that I've not bought it. Better not talk about my successes. It's a a female trait that we're worried what people think of us Mm -hmm. if we talk about money. But the more of us that start talking about it, the more that's going to disappear. One of the biggest reasons I talk about money is because it shows what's possible. When I was wanting to make a lot of money, I couldn't find any women talking about it. So I just assumed it wasn't possible Mm -hmm. for people to become multimillionaires, you know, from nothing. It was only when I got into masterminds where I saw other people talking about it openly that it became a very normal thing for me. And that's when I started making it because it became normal like your normal is whatever you make it I think it's really interesting how we will go to a pub with our closest girlfriends and we will talk about the sexual position that we were in the night before but we will never ask somebody how much do you earn yeah yeah so true and I digress again slightly but 
anybody else started to watch and just like that I used to love Sex and the City you know I loved the fashion I just thought it was a, a, a you know at its time it was a, just such a great program to watch so I've been really interested in in going to watch just like that but I have to say I miss Samantha in it I really miss those conversations and that conversation with Lisa about the fact that women are happy to discuss their sexual position over the table but not about money just reminding me of Samantha's character I've learned so much from Lisa and joining her GSD membership so I'm really happy to level up and, and have those strong role models to, to watch and to follow. I've also finished reading a really good book called Get Rich Lucky Bitch by Denise Duffield Thomas so I can definitely recommend that to anybody that's wanting to shift some of those barriers around their money mindset. The next clip is taken from an interview with Eleanor Mills. And considering Eleanor's long award-winning career in journalism and her impressive list of interview guests, I have to confess I was really much more nervous than I usually am for this one. But I needn't have worried. Um, I've become a huge fan and supporter of the Noon platform and now you know, consider her a real friend. She is definitely one to watch as Noon grows even further in 20 to 2022. I love what she's doing. For those that don't know who Eleanor Mills is, she spent 23 years at the Sunday Times as a columnist, editorial director. She was editor of the Sunday Times magazine. Um, You know, she really has interviewed everybody you can think of, including Gorbachev, David Cameron, um, Theresa May. She go, you know, who can forget the famous leather trouser debacle with Theresa May. But Eleanor consistently shows up for women throughout her career. She has now created the Noon platform, which really helps women, supports women in midlife, and really wants to try and shift the way Women in midlife are represented in the media, which is something that I am very passionate about. Well, we want a different kind of conversation. We're, we yeah. don't want to. We're not. We're not prepared to be seen as uh, as kind of grannies walking down the beach, kind of holding hands, or you know, all those ridiculous stock pictures of what older women look like. I mean, half, nearly half of Generation X women um, don't have children. You know, yeah. I think a third don't have partners. So to call everyone who's has grey hair grandma is just insulting and wrong on about twenty five yeah. different levels. Yeah. So, that, so that there's all of those kind of more more nuanced kinds of things, and I think that it's up to us to tell those stories about the women that we know and what they're doing because frankly the mainstream media are not interested because if I used to try and run um, articles or about kind of older women say you get something in occasionally but the editor would kind of go oh sounds a bit boring you know you've got anything a bit more jolly or or a bit more glamorous by which he'd mean you know, so they, they talk a lot about what they call brightening up, brightening up the pages, which means, you know, putting someone in, in maybe in a squint, skimpy swimming seat looking a bit glamorous, which is going to titillate, titillate yeah. the chaps. So yeah. the, the, then there's quite a lot of that. And there's lots of that that goes on in advertising goes on in newspapers goes on in magazines and so that kind of sense of representation of who's allowed to be seen, I actually think is really, really important. It's what drives me when I do my lingerie posts. I'm so passionate about making sure that women over 40 are seen because without that, we have got nothing to relate to. So then we start feeling negative about our bodies because we're comparing it to a 20-year-old and a 30-year-old and that's just so damaging for our mental well-being. So it's something that I really can completely relate to with, with the direction that Eleanor and the Noon platform is working towards to really share those positive stories about women in midlife that are trailblazing and leading the way and, and really kind of changing the way that we're represented in the media because it, it's really detrimental to, to everybody and not just the older generation. I think it's also important to have that intergenerational conversation because we need to show the younger girls and the younger people behind us there's nothing 
nothing to be scared of about aging. There's nothing to be scared of about changing careers later in life. There's nothing to be scared of about our bodies changing as we go through 40s and 50s and midlife and the menopause, that it's all okay and that, you know, we've got to dispel these myths and we need that to be reflected in the media. So love what, what Eleanor Mills is doing at the noon and I really would recommend you go and check out noon.org.uk. Following on from me being super passionate about the finding that, you know, women's body confidence later in life, after years of struggling with my own body confidence to, you know, my 20s and 30s, I really didn't like my body and it stopped me from doing so many different things in life when I look back now from stupid things like, you know, I wouldn't even play tennis in my 20s with somebody because I was worried about the way I would look. I was worried about making a fool of myself. I was worried about my boobs jigging around too much. So there's such a sense of freedom now and I look back and pinch myself to think that in my you know I'm 51 and I now find myself as an international you know lingerie model which is amazing so I knew that this next guest Astrid Longhurst we would I just knew that we would have a lot to talk about Astrid is the founder and director of the Institute for Body Confidence Coaching she's also written a book called Body Confidence and you might remember as the former fitness presenter on GMTV delivering hugely inspirational morning workouts for every shape size age and ability and actually I think she was the first plus size TV kind of workouts woman so huge respect for Astrid and all the work that she's done and I love what she's doing now. I was so shocked that this beautiful amazing fit woman could not see how extraordinary she was and and that was powerful for me because you know I'd done it myself as well and I think you know we don't see ourselves as we are we see ourselves as some kind of judgment criticizing we compare yeah of course you know, it just leads to a destination of feeling unhappy. And so I, I find that very powerful. So I think it was that disconnect between here we are working out and all, we're amazing. Look at our amazing bodies and we've just got through an hour's workout, my goodness. Mm-hmm. And yet there was still some underlying dissatisfaction. So that started that whole mind-body link. How do we do this? How do we get our minds fit? How do I work my, my mental muscle? How do I work my emotional muscle? so that we can all work together, so that I can, look in, I can look in the mirror, I can go and do a class at whatever age, shape or size I am, and I can say, I love being me. I, I love the way my body moves without going, oh, I'm so sorry for being a little bit bigger or, or, or not being bigger at all and thinking that you're not right. Yeah. It's crazy. It's so interesting listening to Astrid talk like that because so often we see women that are really struggling with their body confidence who are absolute, who we think are absolutely gorgeous and we cannot understand where they're coming from. But unless you feel it yourself, it, whatever anybody else thinks about you is completely irrelevant. You need to feel that yourself. And I've been on a real body confidence journey. It's never ending. It's never going to stop. I am never going to wake up one day and say, I have 100% cracked my body confidence. I feel amazing. I love my body. Some days I have to work harder at others. Some days I feel great and I don't even think about it. Other days it's something that that can really, something can be triggered and I can struggle with it. And that's part of the journey and it's okay to have those bad days, but it's about recognising those and recognising the work that you need to do to stop them so that you can breathe, 
move on, forget about it and get on with your day. So I really, if you are struggling with body confidence, I definitely recommend going to listen to our interview because Astrid gave so much great tips and advice on finding body confidence. And continuing the body confidence um, conversation, my last guest of the year, Jane Earnshaw, was um, you know another woman that's completely passionate about helping women become more confident through midlife through her chic photography studios. I love boudoir shoes. Anybody that follows me on Instagram will see that I do a lot of lingerie posts. I find it really empowering and it makes me feel really confident. They're my favourite shoes, to be honest, when I do lingerie jobs. I love the fact that she's encouraging women to do boudoir shoes. You know, I've spoken to so many women of all shapes, sizes, backgrounds that have left a studio feeling empowered and more confident. And we often need that reminder that we are all gorgeous, there is beauty in all of us and we need to kind of celebrate the best bits about ourselves and sometimes it's difficult to see and you know I own Sheep Studios and I'm scared in front of the camera, I am and especially when I was younger but as I've got older obviously and more I've done it a little bit you've become a little bit more confident but I think there's nothing better and you know we've all got bucket lists and I really think that everybody should come and have a photo shoot to make themselves feel confident because, you know, a lot of people think, oh, you've got to be skinny mini and you've got to be this and this and a model, you know. But we're all models inside. Everybody is beautiful. You know, it doesn't matter who you are, what shape you are, where you come from. Everybody's gorgeous. And my last guest to review, I mean, I'm going to leave you with some words from Julie Kelly, whose story I shared on the podcast and it's actually been the most downloaded. Julie's story of, you know, and her attitude to life is one we should all really, really embrace. Julie has started and she said yes to so many different challenges and, and, and opportunities that have led her to modelling, to being on television with her craft and her sewing, to being photographed by Rankin. I love her attitude. She's now paddleboarding. If you don't follow her, on Instagram and um, please go and follow her Julie Kelly 7730 because I just love her attitude to life and she really is perfect way to end this series my last question that I ask all my guests if you could pay yourself a compliment what would it be something like um yeah live life to the full I've no regret you know I don't want to look yeah. back and go why didn't I do that why, yeah. why did I put that off so yeah you know yeah just just grab it with all you know you don't know what's around the corner I think you yeah. just have to go for it and, and definitely it's not selfish it's don't have guilt about it I think women are yeah we put our say our lives on hold and don't leave it too late I think it may seem a cliche because it's what we all say but it's so true isn't it we do really have to embrace life we don't know what's ahead of us but we do know what we have today and we have to make the most of every day keep an open mind and say yes to new opportunities so I hope that this review and these little clippets of you know snippets of, of women's stories have reminded you of new opportunities and things that you think you'd like to try next year so you know why not start the year making a list of things you know making a list of things that you're going to do you're going to try some you will love some you might not want to do again but at least you'll know you've tried them and so I hope that Out of the Bubble podcast really inspires and motivates women to step out of their comfort zones in midlife and take that step be brave because it's so worth it 
So the last episode of the year is dedicated to a really good friend of Out of the Bubble podcast, um, a wonderful lady called Mandy Taylor, who sadly um, lost her battle with cancer this year. You know, Mandy and I first met back in 2018, and she kindly came and shared some of her journey on the podcast of battling cancer and how her attitudes to life had changed and all the inspiring things that she did. I have never met anybody more incredible than Mandy. She was the most generous, kind, funny, beautiful woman with the biggest heart that she always wore on her sleeve. The kind of woman and friend that made you want to be a better person. And before Mandy died, she set up a campaign called Be More Mandy, which is getting close to raising nearly £10,000, which is fantastic. It was inspired by her previous fundraising events. Mandy partnered with One Community Foundation to help underprivileged children. She said she wanted young people to make memories that they maybe wouldn't have had a chance to without the support of the fund. The idea of the campaign is to inspire people to do something for their community and pass it on by nominating someone else to take part, like the Ice Bucket Challenge. The Be More Monday campaign is launched on social media and, you know, if you want to get involved, then please go and have a look at the campaign. So it's um, localgiving.org forward slash appeal forward slash be more Mandy. And I can't think of a better way to um, celebrate Mandy's life than to being able to support this um, legacy of hers and to be able to pave the way and, and pay it forward for other people. So this one is dedicated to Mandy. I hope you all have a lovely Christmas and New Year and get time to relax with friends and family. I will be back with more inspiration thank you all so much for listening this year and i will be back soon but in the meantime keep being fabulous